0: Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to up-level your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hello, welcome to episode 87 of the Money Love Podcast. Welcome to June. Crazy, right? I hope that your week is off to a great start. And I am really excited for the next couple of weeks here on the podcast because we are going to be launching into another series, so to speak. The last series we did was all about debt. And this next series is going to be all about decluttering and getting organized. This is actually something that I've been spending a lot of time doing myself And it's an area that I've been pouring a lot of energy into lately, which you guys will hear about later on in this episode. But I always love to talk about and share the work that I'm doing personally with you guys and really use it to encourage you all to do the same if it's something that has really been serving me and benefiting my life, which this process absolutely has. And I'm really excited to dive into this over the next couple of weeks. So here's what we have coming up. Today, we're going to talk about the cost of clutter in your life, and we're going to talk about decluttering your external environment. And then next week, we're going to talk about organizing your finances and the connection between the two, the connection between your external world and your finances. And then the week after that, to wrap up this three-week series, we're going to talk about your mindset and getting your mind and your thoughts and your brain decluttered which when most of us think about decluttering and organizing, we think about organizing our physical environments, which we're going to talk about today. But we don't typically think about organizing and decluttering our mindset. And that's what we're going to wrap up the series with. Truth be told, this was honestly just going to be one episode. And then I sat down and I started to outline it. And I realized that I have way too much to say, way too much value to provide here. I simply can't do it all in one episode. It would be like a three-hour long episode. So Instead, I thought, you know what? Let's turn this into a series. And the more I thought about it, the more I just loved the idea of breaking it up over a couple of weeks, because honestly, this process in your actual life, how it's really going to look and unfold, it's not all going to happen just in one day or in one weekend. It's going to be a process that you make a commitment to and you tackle in little bite sized chunks until it's done. And so I figure, well, let's just approach it that way on the podcast as a series. So this series really is going to take us all the way up to my maternity leave in a couple of weeks. And then I have a couple of amazing guest episodes, other solo episodes planned for you guys while I'm out. So do not worry. You will still be getting weekly episodes of the podcast after Baby Girl P arrives. But again, I am just really excited for this series. And that's what you can kind of look forward to over the next couple of weeks. But Before we dive into the content today, we need to do our May YNAB giveaway. If you're new to the podcast, every single month in the year of 2022, I am giving away a free annual subscription to YNAB, which is You Need a Budget. It's the budgeting software that I use. All you have to do to enter the giveaway is go to iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. You have to write something so that I can see the review pop up and that I can interview you in future giveaways. But the May winner is from Jen, the G-Fling. <laughs> that is what she left the review under. So she says, "Pages is a gem. The amount of game-changing information I have absorbed while listening to this podcast has blown me away. I'm a salon owner and a hairstylist, and I talk about this show with my clients all day long. The practical nuggets and the emotional work are absolutely priceless. And I'm well on my way to a complete money makeover thanks to Paige. So, Jen, thank you so much. And I honestly just love the thought of you and your clients just talking money all day while these girls are getting their hair done. That just makes me so incredibly happy to think about. So thank you for your kind words. I will reach out to you and get you your free year of Wineab. And for you guys, if you haven't already, go leave a review of the podcast so that you can be entered to win a future month's giveaway. It's a $100 value that I give away every single month. And again, all you have to do to enter is leave a review. Let's jump in. All right. So just so you guys know, this past weekend, we moved into our new house. We have been renovating a house that we bought last summer. And when I say moved, what I really mean is that we've moved all of our stuff into the house, but we're not actually living there. The house isn't livable at the moment. There's still quite a bit of work that has to be done before it's to a point where we can actually live there. But we did have to be out of our rental and the house was to a point where we could at least move our stuff into the house. So we got out of our rental and we moved all of our things into the new house. And right now in the interim, we're staying at my parents' house. They live five minutes away. We're going to be here probably for the next couple of weeks until the house gets finished up into a point where we can move in. And like I mentioned, we're pretty much in the final countdown for baby girl P. She arrives in four weeks, and so the hope is that we are able to move in and get somewhat settled before she's here. But I wanted to do this episode today because in getting ready for this move, and also getting ready for baby, my husband and I have spent a lot of time getting our external environment organized and decluttered, kind of like this nesting process. And although it has taken some work and some planning on our part, to me, it really has been a cathartic process. I have personally benefited so much from it. I feel like cleaning up my external environment has benefited my mindset, my mood, my finances. It has really just created this ripple effect in my world that has been incredible to experience. And it's really inspired me moving forward to make a commitment to just live a more conscious life, which means that you remove the excess from your life so that the things that are in your life are all high quality, highly valuable things to you. The things that you think about, the things that you focus on, the stuff that surrounds you is all the most important stuff. It's all the stuff that you love most. Something that I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about lately is how our culture is a culture that is obsessed with stuff, and with acquisition. It's all about how much you can have and how what you have stacks up against what other people have. This is what consumer culture is all about, right? It's all about consuming, acquiring, overflow, busting at the seams, having more than enough. And really, we are a nation overwhelmed with just too much stuff. And I honestly think that we've really reached a real tipping point where our physical possessions have become more suffocating to us than liberating to us. And I think that's really a challenge that most people are up against right now is kind of navigating like, how does my stuff impact my life? And I think for most people, they're finding that it's impacting their lives negatively at this point. We talk a lot in this community about the concept of enoughness and sufficiency and how we've all been told that the goal is to acquire as much as you can, as fast as you can. But I really believe, and I want you all to see that there really is a law of diminishing returns with your spending and also with the things that you fill your life up with. We can absolutely reach a point where the things that we consume end up consuming us. We become more concerned with just numbing ourselves out with stuff rather than living conscious lives. And living a conscious life means that you really decide what you want your life to be instead of just going through your life on default, environment on default, finances on default, thinking on default. When you're living a conscious life instead, there's nothing in your life where you say to yourself, like, I don't know why that's there. I don't know why I'm friends with that person. I don't know why I'm eating that. I don't know why I have this outfit. I don't know why that's in my refrigerator. I don't know why I'm choosing to work or spend mental energy on this thing. Please don't let your life be like that. Know what everything in your life is, know what you want and do it on purpose. We are going to choose to fill our lives up with whatever we value most. And so many people value stuff more than they value their money. So, they have a ton of stuff, but they don't have a lot of money sitting in their bank account. And I'm always coaching you guys to keep the spending value exchange in mind, right? If you're like, what? What is that? Go listen to episode 77. It's called Are You Winning and Losing? You can get a refresher on that. But every time you spend money, you're either going to be increasing the value in your life because the stuff that you choose to buy is going to be more valuable than your money. Hence, the value is increasing, or you're going to be decreasing the amount of value in your life because your money is more valuable than the stuff that you're buying and you're bringing into your environment. So when you do that, what you're doing is you're filling up your life with clutter that isn't valuable to you, and it's costing you. It's costing you money. It's costing you physical space. It's costing you emotional peace and it's decreasing the amount of value in your life. That is not what we want. So really, I wanna challenge you this week to take a really hard look at your environment and really evaluate, okay, if someone came in and they took a look at my environment, at my finances, how my finances are organized, what I choose to invest in, how I decide to spend my money, what would that person say is important to me based off what they see? What would they determine that I ultimately value? and does that actually align with what I actually value or think is important? Is there alignment there? Is there connection there? Or is there not? That can be a really powerful question to ask and answer for yourself. And that's what clutter really is, you guys. If you want to define it or how I define it, clutter would be anything that isn't providing value in your life anymore. It's something that takes up physical space, mental space, emotional space, financial space in your world that just simply isn't doing anything for you anymore. It's just there. It's like, what is this? Why do I have it? What is it doing for me? How does this thing make my life better in any noticeable way? And if you are struggling to answer those questions with an answer that you actually like on a particular item, then you can probably define it as clutter, The clutter in your life has such a huge impact over you in so many ways. First of all, every single item that you have in your world right now at some point was money sitting in your checking account, which is kind of wild to think about. And then you made the decision to go out and make an exchange. You exchanged the money in your bank account for the item, and now that item takes up space in your world. But again, are you on the winning or the losing side of that exchange? So many people find themselves on the losing side because they're just buying junk and clutter and their spending and their acquiring is more about entertaining themselves in the short-term moment and getting a hit of dopamine than actually being intentional about what they're buying. So clutter is costing you in so many ways. It's costing you financially, mentally, emotionally. It is wild the impact that our external environments have on our mindsets and on our moods. I honestly think when you look at someone's external environment, I think that by doing that, they are revealing so much of their psyche to you. Clutter just simply bombards our minds with excessive stimuli, right? So it causes your senses to work overtime on stimuli that isn't necessarily important when we reduce the clutter in our world we will have so much more access to our own brain power and our own creativity and our own space and energy. Like I like to think of my brain as only having so much brain energy. So then it becomes what do I want my brain to spend that energy doing? Do I want my brain to be naming the 7000 things in a room or do I want it to be thinking about something that I want to create or a contribution or creating value. When you're constantly seeing clutter and disorganization, it is extra energy that your brain has to expend to process all of it, even if it is on an unconscious level. Clutter in your external world typically creates clutter within your brain and also clutter within your finances. Because we can see now that the clutter in our world is so costly, it's really important that we tackle it and we get rid of it. So again, that's the focus over the next three weeks. And so we're going to talk about decluttering your external environment today, because to me, that is really the catalyst that gets this entire process kicked off, is looking at your external world. And when we think about our external environments, the first thing we typically think of is our homes, which are by far the most important in my mind, because it's the space where we spend the majority of our time. And it's typically the space that reflects most what's going on internally. But even within our home, there's so many sub areas of that environment. So think about where you sleep, your bedroom, where you dress your body, your closet or your dresser, where you eat. So your pantry, your fridge, your freezer, your kitchen cabinets, where you store items, your garage. Maybe you have an overflow room in your house, just a bedroom that's just stacked with stuff, right? Do you have one of those? I know a lot of people do. Your purse, think about your purse. Oh, Lord, your purse. What is the state of your purse right now? Is it clean and organized? Or if I took a peek inside your purse right now, would it be like the Mary Poppins bag where it's just like a never ending black hole and treasure trove of things that get pulled out of there from God knows what and from God knows when? But even outside of your homes, think about other places that you spend time, your car, right? What is the state of your car right now? Where you work, your desk. When you think about all of these areas of your life in your external world, what's your reaction? Are you just like, oh, woof? Or do they feel inviting, clean, orderly, spacious, purposeful? Does it feel like when you look around your external environment, you're like, Yes, this thing has a clear place and a clear purpose in my life. I know exactly why I have this thing. I use it regularly. It brings value into my life and it makes my life better in some way. Or again, when you look around or you're like, I'm not even sure what this is or why I have it. I will tell you every single time that my husband and I have moved, and we've moved a lot over the past couple of years. The move that we just did this past weekend was our fourth move that we've done in the span of a couple of years. And just as a disclaimer, I told my husband, we're done. I was like, no more moving. (laughs) We are staying put. I am done with moving. With how much work has gone into this house, I was like, I'm never leaving this house. We are staying put. But every time we move, we use it as an opportunity to declutter and to organize our possessions, mostly because moving is such a daunting task. And my viewpoint is, is that the more we get rid of and declutter, the less we actually have to move. And so every time we move, I am just utterly astonished going through all of our stuff, how much stuff we have. It's like every time we do it, I am just amazed of all the stuff in my life where I just determine, like, yeah, this isn't doing anything for me. Clothes that I haven't worn in forever, gadgets that I haven't used, beauty products that haven't seen the light of day in a year or more. And it really is this process of decluttering. It's a jarring process to go through when you realize how heavy it really makes your world feel. Last summer, when we moved from Houston to Dallas, I honestly got rid of probably 10 trash bags worth of clothes, just donated it. And then a couple of weeks ago, we cleaned out our closet again, just a year later, And I probably got rid of another five full bags of clothes. And it wasn't because I had acquired that much clothes in the past year. It's just because as more time has gone on and the more I do this work and the older that I get, the honest truth is that I am less concerned with having so much stuff. There were clothes that I decided to keep a year ago, that I still have. And when I went through this last cleanse, I was just like, yeah, I don't need this stuff anymore. It's not in alignment anymore. It's just not doing it for me. I am honestly at a point in my life where I'd rather have a closet filled with a much smaller amount of higher quality, intentional pieces that really align with my style that I can use in various ways for a lot of different uses and occasions, than having a closet that is just busting at the seams where I have pieces where it's like, oh, I wore that that one time to that one event. I've done that in the past and it just doesn't feel good. Like, Yes, it's exciting initially. It's exciting in the moment to go out and to get the really unique and the obscure outfit for the themed party. But then you just have it sitting in your closet for years and years doing nothing for you and it's just taking up space. And I'm just not about it anymore, y'all. I am done filling up my world with things that are only going to provide. Short term entertainment and serve a short term purpose. And I'm more so now focusing on the long term vision and the long term value of the things that I bring into my life. I have become so much more selective. And let me tell you, it feels really good to be selective. It feels really good to have high standards for yourself and have high standards for the things that you allow to take up space in your world. So it is a commitment that you can make today moving forward with the spending and the acquiring that you do from this point forward. But then there's also the process of going through your current environment and cleaning up the things that you've already acquired, getting rid of stuff that is junk, excess clutter, and either selling it, donating it, or just throwing it away. Like I said, it really is cathartic and therapeutic. Truly, y'all, this is what I've realized. Like your brain is going to give you a hit of dopamine when you're shopping and when you're acquiring. That is true. It feels good in the short term. There's no denying that. But you can also get a dose of dopamine from decluttering and from clearing things out of your environment. It's this contrast between consumption and creation. It's like when we go out and consume, 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 which yes, like I said, is gonna feel good from the dopamine hit, We can also get the same release and the same pleasure from creating more space, creating more cleanliness, more intentionality within our external environments. It feels just as good, and it doesn't cost any money to strip away clutter out of your world. It's an activity that we all have access to, and it's an instant upgrade in your life that's totally free. Now, Here's the next part of this process that I want to touch on, which is really just the fear, the resistance that so many people feel to getting rid of their stuff. I know that it's easy to say, like, oh, just go and kind of get rid of stuff and throw it away and clean out your environment. But saying it and doing it are two different things because I do know and I realize I experience this too. When it comes down to it, to make the call of if you're going to keep something or declutter something, we all start to have thoughts like, well, I haven't used this in forever, but what if one day I need it again? Or I paid really good money for this, so I don't want to get rid of it. Even though it's providing zero value into my life, I don't want to get rid of it. Or maybe if something has memories or sentimentality attached to it, or if it was a gift from someone, you might experience guilt. You think, I don't want them finding out that I got rid of this. These are all just thoughts and belief patterns that honestly are just rooted in scarcity and fear. And they not only are thoughts that bog down our minds, but they are thoughts that ultimately end up bogging down and decluttering up our world. They are thoughts that create clutter in our minds and clutter in our external environments. And that's what I think clutter is caused by. I think clutter is caused by fear and by guilt and by scarcity thinking. And it's this type of thinking that really prevents people from letting go of the clutter in their world. So I think when we go through this process, we're asking ourselves the wrong questions, right? Again, we ask ourselves, what if this is useful one day? But I think when we're allowing ourselves to declutter our environments, we have to start asking ourselves different questions and seeing our spaces through a lens of wanting to transform it and wanting to create something wonderful for ourselves in our future, and that being more important to us than holding on to the past. When it comes to our current possessions, we can get really entrenched in past thinking, but also future thinking. We think about, okay, why did I initially buy this? We think about, what did I pay for it in the past? We think about the memories attached to it, And we also get wrapped up in future thinking and these obscure hypotheticals. What if I need this? What if one day this very specific scenario happens and I need it and I don't have it? So because of thoughts like that, we end up surrounding ourselves with things that are done, honestly, delivering value to us. And we know that they probably are, but we hold on to them just in case. But what if instead of evaluating our external environment's from a lens of the past, and also from a lens of the future what-ifs, we evaluate our environments in the present moment and nothing else. And that's what we focus on, the present. Who am I right now? What are my values right now? What is the life that I want to live right now? And does this item support those wants, those desires, those goals, and priorities that I have right now? not who I was in the past, not what might happen in the future, but right now. So when you are evaluating what you want to keep and purge, that is the first question and perspective that I want you to ask and make that decision through. Does this item support my current values and priorities in this present moment and what matters to me today? There are a couple other questions that you can ask and evaluate on whether you should keep something and on whether if you should allow it to continue taking up space in your world. So the next question I have is, have I used this or gotten an adequate amount of value out of it in the last 12 months? If the answer is no, if it's something that's been tucked away and it hasn't seen the light of day in six to 12 months, it's a pretty good indication that it's reached its life cycle to you. It's provided the value to you that it's going to, and now it can go. Again, really be onto your brain here on the what ifs. Well, I haven't used it in two years, but what if? No, okay. No what ifs. Again, we're on a journey to be purposeful and selective. We're not keeping things around for the what ifs. It either is valuable to you right now or it's not. And if it hasn't provided any value to you in the last 12 months, we're done with it. You can also evaluate if you have multiple versions of an item and get it down to a reasonable amount. So our human brains love to collect and accumulate things. So many of us have multiples of items that just aren't necessary, right? Like honest to God, how many coffee mugs do you have? Do You have 15 coffee mugs, but honestly, you probably just rotate across your favorite three or four. Do you have eight pairs of the same leggings in different colors and fits? But honestly, out of those eight, you probably just rotate between your favorite two to three. How many eyeshadow palettes do you have (laughs) compared to the one that you use 99% of the time for every single day use? How many blankets do you have in your house compared to probably like the one or two that you use most of the time because they're your favorites? How many kitchen utensils do you have that are just all the same? My husband and I were cleaning out our kitchen a couple of weeks ago on this latest cleanout. We had three pizza cutters. Three. like, Why do we need three pizza cutters? We don't need three pizza cutters. We need one pizza cutter. We cut the pizza, we wash it, we put it back, and then it's ready to use the next time we need to cut a pizza. Like, Do you see what I mean? There's so many examples of this in our environments, y'all. Us having multiples of things that we really only need one of or a couple of, but yet we insist on keeping five times more than what we actually need. Like what if everything in your world got used? What if every coffee mug got drink out of every single week? Every piece of clothing got worn consistently. You had one item for specific use, like having one pizza cutter instead of three. How much lighter would your life and your environment feel? right like probably so much lighter so looking at do i have multiples of this thing in my life can be really helpful to make that decluttering go no go decision and lastly we can evaluate the things in our world by this last question would i buy this item again today for full price we can actually go through the things in our world and remake the decision that we've already made in the past again bringing this decision From the past back into the present moment. So asking yourself, if I had to choose again today to buy or to acquire this thing right now, in this moment, at full price, would I buy it again? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, keep it. If the answer is no, then it goes. There's so much stuff in our house right now, or there was that we ended up getting rid of, that when I asked myself this question, I was like, well, it's cute. Like, I can totally see why past Page wanted it and bought it. But when I had to evaluate it through, would I actually buy this thing again today, full price? Would I go online right now and spend my money on this in this moment? A lot of the times the answer was no, I wouldn't. So that was a very clear indication to me that, okay, this thing needs to go. So Here are all the questions, again, summarized for you in one place, so you have them. Does this item support my current values and priority in this present moment and what matters to me most today? That's number one. Number two is, have I used this item in the past 12 months? If the answer is yes, great, it's still providing value to you. If the answer is no, it's probably reached its life cycle and you can throw it out. Number three, do I have multiples of this item? And if so, how many do I really need? And then four, would I buy this item again today full price? So evaluate your external environment through this lens and through these questions and start clearing it out, tidying it up, making it purposeful, clean, organized. I cannot describe to you how amazing it feels, y'all. I know it can be so hard to get rid of stuff. I know we grow attached to it. I know it is scary to think about like the what ifs and the scenarios, these obscure hypotheticals where we think, oh, I might need this one day. But again, that scarcity thinking based in fear, it is heavy. It is burdensome. And the stuff in your world that it ultimately ends up creating for you is heavy. It's hard to let go. I know. But the lightness, the freedom The mental and the spatial clarity that is waiting for you on the other side is so much more rewarding than you can ever imagine. It makes having to go through the energy of parting with your things so worth it. So, here is the last thing that I want to touch on to wrap up this discussion today, which is how can you practically tackle and complete this process of decluttering your world, your physical world? Many of us avoid this process unless we absolutely have a reason to do it. <laughs> like moving, right? When you have an entire house to go through or your entire car to go through or your entire desk, it can be really daunting and it can just seem like too much and because of that we always end up putting it off. It's like, "Oh, I'll deal with this later," and then later just never comes. And of course, when you start thinking about clearing out your entire house, that can be so overwhelming. So, here's what I want to encourage you to do. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to sit down and make a list of everything that you want to clear out in your external environment. Really take some time here to be thorough and get specific. So don't just write home, write out the areas of your home. And then don't just write kitchen, but get more specific than that. So you can say the general area is the kitchen, But within your kitchen, get more specific than that. Break up the kitchen into smaller chunks. So the kitchen could be pots and pans, utensils and silverware, the pantry, the fridge, the freezer, the junk drawer, under the kitchen sink, right? So if you want to tackle the kitchen all at once, go for it. Do you. But I know for most of us, sometimes it's easier just to say, okay, right now, I'm not even going to do the whole kitchen. I'm just going to do the junk drawer and that's it. Your closet. You can write out closet, but again, get more specific. Closet consists of shoes, dresses, blouses, scarves, accessories, socks, undergarments, right? You don't have to do your entire closet all in one day. You can just say, okay, today I'm just going to declutter all of my accessories. Your car. Your car is an area, but you don't have to do your car all at once. You could just say, okay, my car consists of the center console, the glove box, the trunk, the back seat, other little nooks and crannies, and storage compartments around my car. So it's not having to do the whole car, but maybe you just say, okay, right now I'm just going to do the glove box. But just make a list of all of these areas that you want to tackle, break them up into smaller chunks. That can be addressed in 15-minute increments. And then a couple of times a week, when you find that you have 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, I want you to pull out your list and say, okay, I'm just going to do one of these subcategories right now. You're going to take out your phone, you're going to set a timer for 15 minutes, and you're just going to do one small area. And I honestly find y'all that for most of these micro areas, they don't even take 15 minutes. It usually takes less than that. But when you do that a couple of times a week, you can have your entire world, your entire external world decluttered in a matter of a couple of weeks to a couple of months, which again, when we're talking about this process, isn't that long of a time frame? Give yourself permission for this process to take some time. You can do it in one fell swoop if you want to, but you don't have to. Like, if it takes you six to 12 months to do this, that's amazing. You are creating a totally different environment and experience for yourself over the next year than you would have otherwise, right? Like, who cares if it takes a year? A year is going to go by regardless. So, a year from now, do you want to say that you have an environment that feels good and that you can feel proud of? Or do you want to just continue for it to get more cluttered and more disorganized because you're like, oh, I can't do this in a weekend? It's just going to be too much. So I'm just not going to do it at all. Ryan and I took it one room at a time before our move. We did not declutter our entire world and our entire house the weekend before we move or the weekend of the move. About two months before the move, we said, okay, each weekend, we're going to do one room. This weekend, we're going to do the closet. This weekend, we're going to do the bathrooms. This weekend, we're going to do the kitchen, the garage, the office. We would spend 30 minutes to an hour of our Saturday clearing stuff out out of one space and when it was done it was done it took 30 minutes to an hour and then we were off to enjoy the rest of our weekend after that like easy peasy lemon squeezy so when it came to moving then it made the move so much better because we knew that once it came time to pack up all of our stuff anything that was left was getting packed up and it was going and now we get to move into our new home knowing that everything that is there is wanted, is loved, and it's chosen. It serves a purpose to us. It makes our lives better. It reflects who we are and what we want most in this present moment. And that is the environment and the energy that we get to bring our little girl home to, which again, it just feels so priceless to me. So I encourage you to make this practice a priority. I want you to have high standards for yourself. I want you to have high standards over the environment that you spend your time in. And I want you to have high standards for the things that you exchange your money for that you allow to fill up your world. It has such a bigger impact over so many areas of your life than we give it credit for. It impacts your mood. Your mindset, your emotional state, your finances, your physical health, just things being clean and not being dirty, it is worth investing the time and energy into y'all because you are worth investing the time and energy into. So tune in next week because next week we're going to be talking about after you declutter your external world, how you can actually start to organize your finances. And there's so much to cover there as well. I will also have a special freebie for you guys next week to give away that is going to help with this organization and decluttering process that I know you guys are really gonna love. And lastly, I wanna say that if you enjoyed this episode, just share it on social. That would mean so much to me. Share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at overcoming underscore overspending. Don't forget to leave a five star review of the show on iTunes. Remember that you have to write something. When you submit your review, put your review under your Instagram handle so that I can enter you into the contest. And then if you win, I can easily find you and get you your free year of Wineab. I'm so excited for you guys to be here for this series. I appreciate you listening today. You guys know that I love you so, so deeply. Have a great week and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket, you will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.